Welcome to the Positively Growing Podcast. I am your host, Kayla Chu, and on this episode, I have my first special guest. Her name is Miss Erica Harris, and we're going to explore a variety of topics from self-care, entrepreneurship, and just simply growing through life as you go through it. All right, you guys, I have uh, Miss Erica Harris. I have been knowing her, what has it been, a a year? Uh, little a year, bit. I think we've met um, yeah. through a, a mutual friend in 2020. Um, yeah, who means actually we haven't met in person, so <laughs> we're gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to schedule a trip to LA so we or, can hang out because I can we, come. We, I can come to SAC. Not yes. when it's windy though, but I. Can come <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> we've been talking on Zoom for about a, a year now. Yeah, <laughs> and so wow. like. Erica is great. She has um, so much knowledge. She's always helping people and has amazing businesses. She has um, a brand, Asali. Did I pronounce it correctly? Asali yes. and also Compton Soul. So Erica, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself. So, hey, guys. Okay. My name is Erica. I am born and raised in Compton, still live in Compton, you know, Compton down to the socks. Um, I am a serial entrepreneur. I love business. I love talking about business. I love creating them. I love coaching. I love talk. I just love talking about it. I think it's really amazing. And um, I think as a Black person in the Black community, we need to just have more businesses so we can have more control of our time. So that's what I'm about. Um, my current businesses, like Kayla said, are not is are <laughs> Asali, which I import um, items from Africa, different countries in Africa, and Compton Soul, which is a community centric um, apparel line. So we, um, well, it hasn't come out yet, but it'll come out soon. But it's basically creating a funding funding source for. Black communities or historically Black communities. So Compton first, because <laughs> Compton. And then <laughs> from there, we'll do other things. Other um, other communities, the goal is to do 100 cities all over the U.S. So we'll come to so, a city near you. So yeah. what got you started um, as an entrepreneur? Is this something that you always wanted to do? Or yeah, you know, is it something I... you just clicked in college? or? Oh my gosh. I've been an entrepreneur since I was nine, actually. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I used to sell um, candy and lanyard string in elementary school. And I used to make like like $250 a week. What? Yeah, I was, (laughs) I, but I had horrible management skills. Like I would go to the, not grocery store. I would go to the ice cream truck every day. I love Choco Tacos. That was my, my motivation. I wanted to get Choco Tacos and I wanted to stone everybody in the neighborhood. They could only get big sticks and I got (laughs) Choco Taco. So. (laughs) And with the Choco Taco. (laughs) Man. And you know what? I tasted one like maybe a year ago. I was like, this is not the same. This could not have been my real motivation. But it was so good. You know what? Um, I went to uh, this dinner with my business partner. Um, His friend Mm -hmm. is a chef. His his name is Matt. Oh, my gosh. He made some choco tacos. They were so bomb. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You got me thinking about them right now. (laughs) Mm. He's real chocolate. stuff. Love. Okay, so first of all, I need Matt to be able to figure out how to freeze that and then right? shake it <laughs> overnight. Yeah, 
I will buy it. Oh buy it. my gosh. <laughs> I can only imagine. I really, oh my gosh. But um, yeah, so I did that for like fourth and fifth grade and some of sixth grade actually until we got vending machines. And then I was like, this is no competition. So I stopped. Um, but in high school, I started selling like food because I didn't like none of the stuff that they was selling. I was like, I don't want this food. Uh. <laughs> so I would make, I would just cook anyway. And then I would just bring my leftovers and people were like, oh, like, could you bring me one? I'll pay you. And I was like, okay. So then at some point I started, I was selling like these, um, teriyaki bowls. Remember, like you can go to Costco and like buy like 10 of them and like break it down. And I was doing that for a while. And then I got good at making burritos and then people would just make burritos. I mean, they would just buy burritos for me. So I would make maybe like 10 a day and I sell them for like $3. And $4, $5, something like that. Yeah. I would bring like sour cream. Like I would do a whole like <laughs> thing. Like, and I make a good amount of money doing that. People still like ask me to buy, like make them burritos. I'm like, okay, um, you don't even have to pay me this time. What? But yeah, so I did okay, that I'm throughout my me a burrito. Huh? <laughs> I said, okay, then I'm gonna need me a burrito. I got you. I got you. I mean, you know, I I'm not of the Latin descent, but I can hook it up. I can do a little something. But yeah, so um, I did that, and while I was in high school, I did the Reader Scholars Program, which was a I, it was more like a it was at UCLA, and they did this. They did the program to get students of color and, and underserved communities like mm -hmm. access to understanding about business so it was through their business school the anderson school of business or whatever so it was every sat every saturday i did it for three years so we had to like um we learned about like companies we learned about how to read corporate fine like corporate um financial financials they're all the they, when they would have to release stuff quarterly. They still do release stuff quarterly. We had to read that, understand it, and then representatives from these companies would come, and we would basically say if we would buy, sell, or hold their stock. Like it was real pressure when you had to tell somebody. Yeah, I would definitely. This was sell in high stock. school. This was in high school. Wow. Yeah, like either I would sell it, like to sell it or hold. And I had to do that one year, like. I wouldn't hold this stuff. Like I'm selling this. I don't want your. I don't want your. Uh, your stock. And I had to tell them why. Like I'm 17, telling this like. I don't know, C-suite person. Like yeah, the way your corporation is working out. Uh, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, it was a trip. Um, but it definitely helped me to learn like, the corporate talk. Like they gave us. Um, I think that was the program I was in where they gave us. Um like free subscription to um, one of the financial, wait, was it, I'm trying to think, what paper did we get? Um, my, my, it's slipping my mind, but I would list, I would read like financial papers every day. So I would go to, I would be on a bus, I'm in Compton and Watts, and I'm reading like these financial papers and these people on the bus is like, who the hell is this person? But it was the only thing that interests me. Like, I didn't care about nothing else. I was like, I'm about to own a business one day. Like, nobody I know owns a business. Nobody I know is in a C-suite corporation, whatever. But I'm about to do this. So I don't know what y'all are doing. But vision, me, man. A lot of people don't have the vision or yeah. the work ethic to, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what? I think people, I, I disagree. I think people have a vision, but I think their fear is what clouds them. So like, even if I want to, if I'm afraid, I'm paralyzed, right? That paralyzes my thoughts. That paralyzes my body. That paralyzes my heart. That paralyzes everything about me. Even if I'm thinking that I want it, I can't go for it because I'm paralyzed by fear. So it really is about people deciding to clear their heart space and deciding to do their work. The work ethic. So like the work ethic that I've learned is really about how to make sure that I'm clear with my vision, mm-hmm. right? Because if I'm being clear with my vision, hmm? being intentional, being intentional. Um, and because my vision gets cloudy, it gets, you know, when I'm sad or when I'm overwhelmed or when I just don't feel like doing it, like this is a lot. I but, agree. Um, I've, I've been there. And then sometimes you're, you're on a journey and then, you know, sometimes the, the path gets altered. Things happen and you get distracted. You lose focus and it takes something yes. to put you back on track. Yeah. I There was a time where I didn't want to do business. So after I, I mean, there's a lot I'm skipping, but basically um, in college, I did a financial management program for four years. I did a Sacramento Entrepreneurship Academy. I did all that stuff. So when I was in and I minored in business. I majored in clinical nutrition, actually. When we talk about food, love food, love. I loved it so much. I was like, let me figure out how to like talk about this all the time and get paid for it. <laughs> but um, I did a business, it was called Happy Baby Bending for five years. So it was, the goal was to have, of course, diapers and wipes available for parents, but also like, um, gluten-free, nut-free, you know, all these different like healthier snacks for kids. Because if you look in a vending machine, ain't nothing in there for kids. You are, you see kids walking around with like Pepsis and Gatorades, like they should not be drinking that. That's for a grown adult. So, and I, I came up with the idea in a, in a bathroom at a kitchen where this woman like MacGyvered a diaper. And I was like, first of all, ugh. <laughs> whoa is this a thing because I, I don't have kids so I was like whoa and like uh, it, you could tell who didn't have kids and who was yeah. like oh yeah I mean <laughs> we do this because I was like shocked and it was like one other person by me shocked and I was like let me just wash my hands and get out of here um but it was really interesting I was like dang they just need a vending machine for this and then I was like hmm and so I went back to my seat and I wrote it down on the on a napkin and then it took me like 13 months to put it out like I did a whole like program through like um the city what is it Pasadena Community College mm-hmm. and then I was in the I was in I took a job uh, as a working at a restaurant just so I can have money coming in that was flexible so my time was flexible so that I can go to the library my goal was just to go to the library I was in the library six days a week just working on my business plan and all of this stuff. And I put it out and I did it for five years. And in that time I won like some national awards. I got invited to the White House when Obama was there. Obama though, not the other, not the other one. Amazing. Yeah. So it was really, it was very interesting. They flew me out to DC to do like this um, Yoshiyama, like Yoshiyama, Yoshiyama Young Entrepreneurs Award or something like that was finalist. 
but it didn't work out. Um, and it was, oh, I was, um, oh gosh, I was a finalist for Shark Tank too. Their issue was that I didn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, yeah, cause I don't have enough money to make a enough money. Like, I don't understand what y'all talking about. So it was a whole thing and they ended up not putting me on the show, but like, um, it was a lot of those, like, it's a really good idea, but it's a really good idea, but it's a really good idea. Or why would you, you don't have kids. Why would you want to do this? Or how do you know this works? Cause you don't have kids or, um, I even got a, not to be rude, but you live in Compton. Like, why would you want healthy food? Huh? I was like, right. what? Right. I mean, it took all that I had, like my face said it, but my word, my mouth didn't move. It took all that I had. And it was from white what men. What like, you living in Compton have to do with do wanting healthy so, food? Because clearly I don't want to help be healthy. I just want to eat, you know, burgers and, and uh, high calorie food all day and be lazy and not do nothing. Really? Mm. Right. It was, it was devastating, right, to hear this stuff all the time. And I'm like, how about you probably don't even spend time with your children? Because you would know <laughs> if they had allergies. But okay. So yeah, it was a lot. Um, and at some point I just got exhausted. I was I was exhausted continuously trying to find and continuously trying to prove to people like this is worth it. And so at some point it cost me like friendships, it cost me relationships. I was homeless because of this business. Like there was a lot. So um I had to let it go. Like that was the most devastating thing I've ever had to do was let go of like this it was like my heart and soul in this business. And so it took me years to recover. And I was like, I'm gonna do this no more. I don't, I don't wanna be so emotionally tied to a business because it's devastating if it doesn't work out, right? Um, but in the meantime, because I had all this information and I didn't, I didn't even know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I was coaching on accident. Like I would just tell people, oh, well, maybe you should do this or you probably want to do this. So people would ask me questions. My friends would ask me questions or they had a friend that was thinking this. And I was like, yeah, just have them call me and we'll talk about it. So I was doing that for years. <laughs> I didn't even know that I was coaching. Um, and then I eventually did a, uh, my mentor has not owns, but she has a, um, a nonprofit that works with businesses. And so she's like, you officially need to actually coach. So let me just bring you on as a coach and you can do that and get paid for it. And I was like, I mean, okay, I guess. And so um, <laughs> while I was there, I created this uh, this program called the Community Wealth Building Initiative um, to help to take all these this knowledge and be able to, you know, workshop it and be able to help people. Um, because as I was learning, what what I what that business taught me is that business is very personal and it's okay. It really is okay for it to be personal. It really is okay for you to say no to money, which I I had to do because there was this guy that like wanted like money. He was like, I'll offer you like 150,000. I was like, no, because what you want, I'm not willing to give up. Um, Or it's okay for things to change. It's okay for it to, it's okay for it to not work out. Like that took me four, three or four years to really like settle in. It's okay for it to not work out something did so all the emotional intelligence i learned because it didn't work out so now i'm like in this space where i am feeling my feelings 
about the businesses and um, allowing them to guide me. Um, if I need to take a day, I need to take a day. I'm not pushing through. One, because I'm in my 30s. I ain't, what? I ain't pushing through nothing. This body can't handle all that. Nope. Mm -mm. I need to rest. But also, like, really, you need to take a day. Like, because we, oh, we often have that bad habit of, like, feeling like we have to work super hard. It's not about working harder. It's about working smarter, delegating, mm -hmm. knowing mm -hmm. your oh, limits, knowing, knowing your take limits. A break. And not allowing to ask to for help what your limits are. Yes. That ask, asking for help. <sighs> I know that so well now. Now I'm like, also, you don't have to. I quit jobs to have this business. I took lower paying jobs to have that. Well, not this business, the, the last business. Sacrifice. I did all these things. I sacrificed everything for this business. I ain't doing that. I'm still going to work at this good city job until it makes more than half, like not more than half. It needs to make double as much as I'm, I'm getting paid right now for me to think about it. Other than that, I can figure it out. I'll hire somebody to do what I needed to do until it can work for me. So, yeah, that was a lot. Sorry. That was. <laughs> no, you're fine. That's, <laughs> so That's all a part of growth. And I know sometimes mm -hmm. when you look back and see all the different things that you did, you might sometimes we feel like, oh, you know, I'm like scattered. I'm all over the place. But no, it's all yeah. a part of growth. You still had yeah. that vision. You've seen something that you wanted for yourself. And even mm -hmm. if the path changed, it's, the destination is always the same. Like there's different right. routes. You're still headed in the same direction and you're growing. And right. That's all a part um, of life. A lot of times people... They see the results. I've had people even with things that I'm doing, like I always had notes around my house on the mm -hmm. wall. People come over and like, oh, you want to make how much in a day, in a week? Yeah. Like, oh, well, how's she going to do that? How are you going to do that? Oh, okay. Don't, like, don't worry about that. Just watch, you know, <laughs> watch. Right. And then when um, they see my business growing and me doing different things, just like, oh, I'm proud of you. You're you doing all the things that you said that you were going to do. Yes. And even still like me, I'm like, I have people come and, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of times we haven't seen so many people in a while and they're just like, oh, mm -hmm. I see, I see that you're doing all these things. And I'm like, oh, I was doing these same things before the pandemic. <laughs> you just wasn't, you weren't paying attention. You weren't paying attention. You were always doing the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's, it's just all a part of growth. It's a learning process it and it's hard. It's definitely a lot of sacrifices because yeah, it's a lot to get through before you actually really just get to enjoy the results. Mm -hmm. And it's really just a mindset thing. Most of yeah. it is mental. Yeah. Yeah. It 100%. And it's not a straight path. So yeah. I wish somebody, and this is not, this is the family of origin thing. I wish there was somebody in my in my family that had a business to tell me it's not one path. There's not one, my grandmother said, there's not one way to get to the marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't know. I thought if you do well, or if you do well in school, you do what you're supposed to do it, and you pray, it's going to work out, right? And it is, but not in the way, it's not like A, B, A plus B equals C, like that's not a thing, at least not in business, right? It, it it's ebb and flow it's things you got to learn like it's a learning curve 
the learning circle. I don't know where. I don't know. You're learning all the time, um, and you're just trying to figure it out. Like you, you trying to figure out a business and life at the same time. It's a lot. It's just a lot. When, when you uh, mentioned like origin, it made me think of um, like a little experiment that we did in our sociology class. So um, the teacher had us line up all in a line and then she asked us specific questions. And depending mm. on what the answer was, you either had to take a step forward or you had to take a step back. Mm. And when they were done, when she was done asking all of the questions, like I was way, way in the back um, yeah. compared to everybody else. So like afterwards, because I was the furthest in the back, she asked me like, how did it make you feel um, being back there? And I told her, I'm like, for me personally, I felt good. It made me proud of myself because it mm-hmm. just made me really reflect and realize how far I've come. Like all these mm-hmm. things that I've done and I didn't have anyone to teach me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone to show me um, the path. Like these are choices that I made on my own. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I decided that I want to learn. I wanted something different. So I'm going to expose yeah. myself to different things and yeah. I'm going to sacrifice and do whatever I need to do. It's definitely been a, a long process because when you think yeah. about when you think about a, a lot of the questions that she asked it wasn't anything to do with me personally it's just means mm. like oh um does your parents do your parents own a home or mm. did your parents go to college it's just a specific things that like that you're born into that you really don't have a choice of. yeah so yeah. when you think about that it's like man like you know if I'm doing all this without any help just mm-hmm. imagine how far I, I could have been if I had that guidance. I did out of there. Out of there. Because right? <laughs> even like now I'm learning, I have to do so much, so many things by myself and figure it out. It took me a while to learn how to reach, like how to um, reach out to people and ask for help. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not be that I didn't want to. I just didn't know how, like, what, what yeah. do you ask for? I'm looking at it like I'm an adult now like I'm mm-hmm. older I'm doing what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. right I'm not trying to be in this is what I'm supposed to do I'm not trying to be independent I'm taking care of my business but even and then every it takes a village everybody needs help oh if gosh. you're stretching yourself thin, trying to do all these different things it's it's overwhelming mm-hmm. and it becomes tiring so even like now I'm getting myself organized because I'm looking to hire a certain amount of teams, but my website, marketing, mm-hmm. um, getting back to clients, emails, it's, it's so much that it's goes into business. And then on yeah. top of that, even just having um, my son and having a studio, um, homework, yeah. homeschooling, it's so many things that goes into it. And if yeah, you don't yeah. have, I don't know help, how you do it. You don't yeah. ask for people to help. <laughs> it can get right, overwhelming. Right. Like you have to learn. Like you have to learn how to ask for help and how mm-hmm. to delegate things. Yeah, yeah. We also have to learn how to let go of that super strong woman black thing. Yes, because like, I know I tell people, uh, uh-uh, uh, I, I, I am not. I, I am not. Oh my gosh. I'm faint. I don't and know. I, I can't do it on my own. Help me. <laughs> It's so funny because I was talking to my business partner about this um, because I, you know, I just had COVID and I was recovering and I've been sick so much this year. But when 
I got COVID, that hit different. I was all messed mm. up, but it made me reflect. And I was getting mm-hmm. so triggered by every little thing, by people. And mm-hmm. I went after when I dug deeper and thought about it, I realized that a lot of a lot of things that I was getting triggered from is because mm. even though I was okay and I know how to deal with stuff, it was frustrating to me that I'm like, I don't know, you just you know how you just want people to care and reach out reach yeah. out to you without you having to like yeah it's make that happen i don't want to have to tell you every no. little step to do or whatever it is like right. you don't have to make that call when i reflected and thought back even when i was younger and all the different things that i went through i had i've had family members call me and say and apologize for different things and mm-hmm. just apologize for not reaching out to me or being there for me and because they assumed that i was okay mm-hmm. i always mm-hmm. had this certain type of resilience to me that i didn't mm-hmm. let let allow things to affect me and i just did what mm-hmm. i had to do like at the end of the day right. life goes on i still got to get this done right i'm gonna handle it so it's a it's a certain type of presence that i have where people just like oh she's good like mm-hmm. she got it so it's right. like man like yeah even though because like there was a time i was left at home and i mm. was like probably like six or so mm. <laughs> and they came back to get me but they didn't come back immediately because they're just like oh it's she's she mature she knows how to how much i would and i did i knew i knew how to handle myself i knew not to open the doors or let anybody in but it doesn't right. change the fact that i was scared like right i'm still a child like i know how to handle myself but it's still scary right and i still need help so when i got sick it just made me reflect on that and i was sitting there like why is why is why are, are these text messages that people are sending me like trigger me so much right now <laughs> everything everybody's saying is irritating me and i'm like that's that's what it is because like this no i'm not i'm not okay i'm not fine like why do i have to explain this to you right girl that not okayness i'm not superwoman no i'm not i'm tired I learned that in 2000, when he got, my, my uncle passed away in 2019. That was the first time I ever said, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And it felt good to say, I am not okay. So leave me the hell alone. Leave, like, leave me, me alone. alone. <laughs> I'm not okay. I don't have a filter. I'm not whatever you got going on. Don't bring it to me. This ain't the time because I don't have it. And that taught me so much. First of all, grief period is yeah. very hard, right? And each person is different. Each every death is different. Every person is different. But like that hit me so hard. I was like, I I don't have it for y'all. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. I can't I can't lift. I can't I can't cook for y'all. I can't I can't vacuum nothing. Y'all better be lucky. I'm standing. I'm gonna go do me. That's literally how I was. Because even though I was sick, I would get people reaching out. Oh, you know, such and such is going through this and they're feeling, can you talk? And I'm like, huh? Mm-mm. I feel like I'm dying over here. You want me to right. talk to who? Right. Actually, talk to me. Talk to me, make sure I'm okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, no, I don't want to talk. Like, yes, I, I, I love to help people and I want to give, but then I have to tell people they're still align of boundaries like i'm not right. gonna give i can't just give all of me up i need to be i can't just pour everything into everybody else i need to be poured back into right it has to be mutually beneficial exactly 
that's it. That's it. Like, I mean, again, that's just things you learn, like over Mm -hmm. time with situations and experiences, you learn your boundaries, you learn what you will and will not put up with, right? You got to protect, you got to protect your peace. I mean, that has become a cliche, but really like mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health, like, and if I'm not okay, I won't be able to help the next time. Mm-hmm. If I'm empty, I really I can't help you. So let me fill up. Let me fill up on me. <laughs> right. I and then it's time. just letting go of that fear of saying that because you don't yes. offend anyone or you don't want somebody to feel any type of way. But it's like this is how I'm telling you how I feel. It has right. nothing to do with you. Nothing to do. This with is me. what's going yeah. on inside of me. This is what right. I'm dealing with. I cannot right. give because. I am healing within myself right now. Right. Boundaries are not, boundaries feel like attacks to people that don't respect boundaries. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not attacking you. Like, I'm just telling you how I feel and where I'm not going to go. I'm not crossing this line. Well, I mean, you ain't got to cross it, but you know, put your foot on it. No, actually, let me back up five feet from the line. That's it. That's what I'm doing. Don't mean I don't love you. It should be understandable. I shouldn't have to explain what it is or why I'm feeling that way just respect it this is this is my boundary we all have our own perceptions based off mm-hmm. our experiences it mm-hmm. does not matter if you think that it's petty or whatever or it's small right. it's not small to me it's not petty to me so you even either respect that or bye like you right. know keep moving what else right. is there that needs to be right. said because at the end of the day the most important asset that we have is ourselves so if you don't respect what i'm trying i want to give you a part of me right but i can't do it right now i have this boundary if you don't respect that then i need to take all of me away and you need to figure out now your new system Mm -hmm. because you didn't respect me you didn't respect what i told you you weren't hearing me so then you get to lose me that's okay that is all okay you can figure out a new system i promise you can that's cool yeah that I don't think people know a lot of times know how to respond to that because I've I've dealt with that with that with people just like look this is this is what I need for me this is where I am family members and in friendships and they're just like huh I'm like look I understand if this is something that you're not okay with or this is something that you can't do like you deserve to have a friend Mm -hmm. Or whatever yeah. the connection that you need, I just can't give that to you. Give it to you, yeah. You know, like in the beginning, because it was hard for me to say no, it was hard for me to set boundaries and hard for me to be like and just sit in the space where I let them feel that no. I used to explain, right? Because I what I did understand, or some well, who taught me, my pastor taught me a long time ago, when you're ready to stand, when you're ready to change the system. Mm-hmm. and take yourself out of the system, there's going to be an attack because the system worked, right? If, however dysfunctional it was, it worked. So you have to be ready to get feel the backlash, right? So I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to feel as much backlash if I explain, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it worked. Most times it didn't, right? People that really could see that you were changing and evolving anyway just want to have an understanding. So, okay. We can talk about it, right? I want to talk to you so that you have you have more of an understanding so you can act accordingly with yourself because this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. Most of the time, you're just like, so this is what I'm doing and you just walk away. Like, that's what I'm doing and 
but I love you though. And I always thought, I love you though. Like, I need you to understand, I love you, but I'm still doing this. Right. And that's even within business. You have family members or friends and, you know, people want discounts or they want to go around it. They want to just buy directly from you instead of just going to your website and purchasing it just like everybody else. And when you tell them, oh yeah, okay, you can go to the website here, click this link right there. I can't, I can't just go through you. No, there's a process. I have customers before you. I mean, most likely those are the customers that's going to leave me reviews and refer me to other people. And you want me to just push all of them aside and do Mm, something for you. And then on top of that, you probably want a discount. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for what you do, yes. Service-based, like, yeah, it's first come first serve. Like you can't, I mean, unless you want to pay this, ex, you know, for expedite, what is it? Expedite, expedient, cheat, expedite, expedite, expedite. Yeah. Unless they want to expedite and pay this exorbitant amount. Okay. But they don't want to do that. They want to pay less than the regular. No, we're not doing that. For me, people will just be like, hey, I don't want to pay for shipping when I could just go pick it up. Okay. Cause I can, re- I can at least record that in Shopify. But like other things, I'm like, mm, go to the website. Most of the time I'm like, go to the website let me know what you want. Okay. If you, if you want to pick it up and I don't have to ship, which means I got to give you this expensive ass box. (laughs) Sure. But I do understand Mm service-based. One Mm -mm. of the reasons why I tell people um, to go to my website as well, I have just too much things. going on you do yeah way too many things and i tell people like if you text me or mention something in passing i'm not gonna remember like Mm -hmm. one i am a horrible texter like i'm trying to get better at that it's been something i've been working on for a while but i just have so much you get back to hours with me so i'm like yeah (laughs) hey i'm ready okay it's the same day it's hours later but i'm okay right i'm like i know now i am horrible and um it's something that i'm I'm working on man I hope to one day to be <laughs> better but I mean especially because I have so much stuff going on and it's hard because one minute like I have questions about artwork and someone wants mm-hmm. to do a photography session and it's mm-hmm. such a I don't know the word like a split in between it could be instant like or then somebody might call me about um mm-hmm. business or then also I have the studio now so it's like oh yeah. as soon as I hang up and I get a message or a call from something I'm like oh, I totally yes. forgot if I didn't write it down or jot yeah. it down in my planner or my note yeah. it's the big chance that I forgot to even message me <laughs> yeah it's a thing how is that how is the how is the what's, what's the question I'm trying to ask how is the studio integrating into the rest of the things that you have like is it is it top five priority is it just when you get a call, you jump on that? Like, how do you, how are you organizing your thoughts? Cause you have so many things. Yeah. Well, so luckily with the studio, um, I have my business partner, Mario, yeah, he's great. Good. And he's, we're both dreamers, but like when it comes to studio, like I allow him to do his thing and I'm more of the logical person. Like, okay, we can have some art shows in there. I'll make a website like let me get these contracts and different things ready and then Mm -hmm. um, we have people yeah oh thank you so we Mm -hmm. have um, people that will contact and I just tell them you go you can handle that like you contact well he's a social person he has a podcast as well we are Sacramento and he's good with that so 
luckily with the studio, as far as people with inquiries, I don't have to worry about getting back okay. to people because he's on top of That's that. Um, and then it, it pretty much works um, because it integrates into everything that I'm already trying to do. Mm. My thing is, um, I really just want to, of course, I'm focused on profit. There's something that I'm building for myself, just even generational wealth. I want to build things for yeah. my son and make sure that he yes. has um, things yes. when I'm not no longer here but i also want to give back to the community and mm -hmm. do things to help others so it's yeah i'm super excited about this studio and where it goes to because it's we've been having so many people reach out to us and do different Good. Art shows. it's just um dope how everything has been working out and yeah my plan is to soon be teaching classes Yay. and have my own courses so i'm getting everything organized my this year has so, gone exactly so exactly how i plan with me and it's sick kind of like i kind of mm -hmm. felt a little defeated for not defeated but i was just down for a good minute yeah. because there's so That's many okay. different things that i wanted to do and with mm -hmm. me being sick especially after i got covid I was already sick mm -hmm. before I got COVID and uh, like this year, I haven't been feeling a hundred percent of myself. Like I'm always tired, but then yeah. COVID just really took yeah. me out. So I was just super down. And that's why one reason yeah. everything was just triggering me because I'm like, oh, these, all these <laughs> things I don't want to do. I have this beautiful studio and I haven't really even been able to mm -hmm. um, do photography in there like I want to, or the classes yeah. that I wanted to do because I, I'm trying to get myself in order, but it's yeah. you know one day at a time, and I'm finally mm -hmm. starting to feel like myself again and getting that energy Yay. back. So I've been That's having so to reestablish habits though, because mm -hmm. I really, I really needed the rest. Um, and mm. so, but it's been harder with like with COVID because I'm I'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna take a nap. Because that's one of the things that they told me because I am high risk is that I still have to make sure I take my mm. naps. Um, mm -hmm. But when I take a nap, like I'll be, I'll be out. Right. I wake up and I'm like, sleep. oh, this is too much time. <laughs> too much time has passed. And right. I needed it, but it's so much stuff that I just wanted to do. So it's like, it's. That's not bad, right? Yeah. Because now you know, you didn't know before, like you have to rest. You have mm -hmm. to plan that into your day, right? So that means you have to have some, you have to delegate or you have to, you either have to delegate some things, right? Or what you're planning to do or you just spread it out because no matter what you have to take care of you mm -hmm. because you have to get to i always say get to triple digits right so yes. no matter what you have to be okay because if you ain't okay what you is can't, you can't do that what your enterprise right? gonna do like you know so that's where we so, are right, that's it's, the biggest thing too on my up i it's not just me anymore i have my son so i have to make sure that i'm taking care of myself so that i can do what mm -hmm. i need to do mm -hmm. and so with covid or me getting sick and me being super like just trying to figure out how to get my energy back and work into my regular system it has yeah. i had to really take a step back and reflect mm -hmm. because i was even getting starting to get irritated with my son because oh, this boy just takes so long to do every <laughs> single thing and i'm like dude <laughs> Dude, like he was mad at me because I was telling him like I'm I'm like you move you move like a snail. I was like, and I'm not talking about the turbo snail from Net Netflix. I'm talking about a regular snail, dude. <laughs> you just like mom. It really hurts my feelings when he said that. I'm like, all right, I'm, I apologize. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, dude. But 
but you do move like a snail though so. <laughs> you're moving so slow like so I've been trying to work on him with his time management but mm-hmm. I realized that I was getting irritated with him and I was really just irritated with myself because mm-hmm. if that just means that I have to be on top of my own time management which mm-hmm. means that I have to get up before him like I normally was with I'm feeling mm-hmm. tired so I have to force myself to get up so that I can yeah. get the things that I need to get in order so mm-hmm. that I can really take my time with him like he's he's only six so right this it's a learning process he's I'm gonna yeah. have to train him, gonna know, train him. and then he's he's a boy like I remember my brother's like he's in there staring at himself in the mirror I'm like dude like what are you what are you thinking about you've been staring at yourself for 10 minutes like what's right. going on right you now? Right? Team yet. I'm you trying to understand team. what's happening. Just sitting there <laughs> staring at yourself. Like, what is going on? <laughs> oh <laughs> my yeah, goodness. It, it really <clears throat> I had to take a step back. Just like up. Oh, it's not him. I'm really yeah. irritated with myself because yeah. I have all these things that I want to do. And I'm frustrated because this year mm-hmm. hasn't went out. Ha- ha- I wanted it to go and Mm -hmm. I have to get, I know that I have to get more rest Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to micromanage every little second and I can't do that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So it was a learning, it was learning year. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. We all have those (laughs) like the whole year, not just um, a month, two months. A quarter. It's still, it's still been a it still was a great year. There's so many good things that happened this year. But yeah. um personal, my personal goals and just like with certain things that I wanted to have done. Mm. I'm just like, yeah. So I can't look at I can't I'm I'm a, a perfectionist and I do overthink things at times. It's something that I'm working at working on because even with me being tired and the health issues I've been dealing with. There's so many, th- so many great things. The studio, yeah. um, the beer labels that I've done. So I'm like, there's so many great things that happen. But so um, you know, I'm harder on myself when I need to just relax. Sometimes. I mean, that just shows how great you really are. So it's not bad. You just have to relax. But yeah. you're great. So you expect great stuff. Like you're not mediocre. Like you don't get where you are being regular. <laughs> so, you know, it's just you're at a point, you're at a season in your life now where you have to think differently, you know, work smarter, not harder. Right. So that's okay. It really, what's, it's really okay. What's one of the, now that you have um, a Sally in, confidence so um what is mm-hmm. what are what are some of the things that you feel like you learned to help you um, get there grow these businesses yeah to get there with these businesses from the businesses itself or from like past stuff um, it, it could just be in general it can be from these businesses or even just past things that you learned to um that helped you um push forward with what you're doing now mm. um what have I learned? Patience with myself. Uh, rest days are important. Um, nurturing your network mm-hmm. has been like the biggest lesson um, because my network, support system, friends, family was tested like to know. 
anyway, it was tested like beyond like Stretch Armstrong, right? So now I know that I have to still, I have to keep in contact with people. I have to think about not just my stuff, but their stuff. Think about what's important to them and um, not just always talk about my business. Like I talk about it a lot, right? Or if I'm talking about business, it's because I'm, I'm inspiring them to do the things that they've been dreaming, right? So if I'm going to talk about it, because I, I can't help it, I talk 95% of my conversations are about some type of business stuff. It's more about, okay, so remember you had that idea and what do you think about it? Like, you don't have to do it right now or even this year, but what do you think? Or we'll talk about that, personal growth stuff, things that we learned, um, things we want to be as, you know, some of my friends are parents, some of us are not parents yet, thinking about what we want to leave, like legacy stuff, um, beyond just money, like, what do we want? Like, how many people do we want to impact this year? Yeah. How many, um, if we're not creating jobs now, how many jobs we want to create and what does that look like is it contractors vendors or is it actual employees and what kind of atmosphere do we want to we want to set like how do we want to bring people in things like that um so i get to talk about their dreams and my dreams too businessy but it's not like direct like my stuff um i am more connected to my my mentor. Like I talked to her, I haven't talked to her this week, but I usually talk to her like every week, sometimes twice, three times a week, just so I can like, and not just getting like being the mentee, right? Like getting all this knowledge and getting, you know, getting all the stuff from her, but really like, she's a friend. Like mm -hmm. she's in her seventies, but she's a friend. Like, I want to know that she's okay. I want to know that she, um, what she thinks about, I want to know how I can help her grow still. Cause she in her seventies, but you know, you can still grow. Um, and then like nurturing, like anybody that I see younger than me that may kind of maybe think about having a business or think about growing or think about something different outside of what they're used to. Hey, I'll, I'll mentor you. What do you need? What do you want? How can I help you? Um, just trying to figure out how to serve beyond my business. That's what I've learned. I learned from HBV or happy baby vending to, TOSOC Incorporated, which is Compton Sewing and um, Asali, is really service, right? So how do you serve people and serve beyond you? That keeps me sane. That keeps me humble. Well, I'm not humble. I'm not really humble. I'm modest. But <laughs> it keeps me um, it keeps me in tune heartfully, right? It keeps me very um, aware of other people because you can get caught up in this stuff like you literally can oh i only thought slept drank my last business like i ain't know nothing else. i knew geopolitics but it in relations to diapers and wipes like biodegradable stuff like i didn't even care about anything else like it was so obsessed but now i'm like okay how do i how do i serve to stay sane how do i serve to stay um, happy and joyful. How do I serve to to think beyond myself? Like that's where I'm at. Like the next, I'm 36. So the next 20 years, 25 years, I want to build things that serve people. Like really integrate life. Like 
not quite Google, but like Google. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like Google Maps. Everybody uses Google Maps. You're I'm trying to be like that. Speaking to my soul right now, man. That's that's where my mindset has been at. Like collaboration, community, network, and that is something that I have not been great at at all. <laughs> I am an introvert naturally, and like it's so easy for me um, to just be lost in my own little world. Mm. for a long time and not mm. being in contact but like I'm realizing I need that and my introversion is mostly um from it's situational and out of learned from mm. habit and from environment mm. that I've grown up in so it's yeah it's like um it's a growing and learning process getting mm. out of getting out of that and just learning how to um be a good friend connecting with people um mm-hmm. just following up with people that I've met connections and just mm-hmm. hey you know just connecting with you seeing how, how you're doing, doing how's business yeah. going or whatever like even like my close friend um we were supposed to um go on a little trip and I I just had so much stuff going on when she asked me if I was open and I had to call her recently I was just like uh like I just want to apologize I feel like you know I it's my goal to be a better friend um to be like just better at connecting with people. And mm-hmm. when I have so much going on, it's so easy for me to get lost in my yeah. work and in my own little world. And I'm not connecting with people how I want to. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just want you to know that I value you and I appreciate mm-hmm. you. And like, I apologize for not following up with you. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you know, I like life's been hectic for me right now too. So mm-hmm. Trust me, I understand, but it was just like, no, it's something I still needed to say because I know that that's something that I'm building and working to get better on is just Mm -hmm. making sure that I stay connected with Mm -hmm. the people around me because I meet so many um, amazing people and like we hit it off, but Mm -hmm. I'm just, I have not been great at just staying connected and following up. Mm -hmm. I understand. I can't wait for you to get like a... um... I'm going to say a secretary, but that's like archaic um, <laughs> to get like a personal assistant, a, a manager, business. I can't wait for you to get that one because you'll just be relieved. Mm-hmm. And then you will have the the help to be able to do the things you want. Like networking is a full time job. Like oh, yeah. people literally get paid to know that's business development, <laughs> literally. So. <laughs> If you are expected to be the creator, the business manager, the, the accountant, the this, the that, look, okay, like yes, you'll come, you you'll you'll reconnect with people, you'll cross paths, you'll just pick up the phone or text or whatever, they'll do the same thing, and then you you know it works out. That work, it just it just works out. I used I walked for, and sometimes I still do, but I hurt my foot, so we haven't walked in a while. But I walked with somebody. We walked for almost two years. I met her. I reconnected with her. We went to the same high school. I reconnected with her at a, um, like, a presentation or something. And I ended up going to Columbia with her. She was a, she was the group leader. And when I was in Ghana, she um, she was the group leader there. And she I did the ceremony, the naming ceremony portion with her group. Like, and we were just walking. Like, and I hadn't seen her in literally 15 years. So, you know, you never know who be, who will come back, you yeah. know, work, you know, don't worry about that. When you get your business manager, you're going to be, man, top flight. Like, <laughs> it's going to yes. be great. 
I, I definitely so I've been reaching out to people and I have like a list um, a bunch of different names of people that I'm going to look into um, mm-hmm. but I have to also get into this place um, before I hire anybody is that like you can't expect people to be you <laughs> and no. do what you do or to think no. like you um, no. it's a learning process and anybody that you hire or you bring on to your team you have to teach them and then you also have to know and understand your vision um Mm -hmm. like all that stuff needs to be documented you can't be upset with anybody if you can't even communicate Mm -hmm. what it is your mission is and what your vision Mm -hmm. is for your company your business so yeah just learning it took me a while to just okay take a step back you can't you can't just be sitting here and they're not you don't be nitpicking Mm -hmm. every little thing Mm -hmm. don't expect to be to expect it to be perfect because it's not going to be perfect like in your minds because you're you're not Mm -hmm. the one doing it but if you can pay somebody else to do this and it frees up the time for you to do the things that you love yes you know it's sacrifice it's It's costing you money right now Mm -hmm. like to do everything Mm because you're you're the creator so you let somebody else do it and they may do it they may get to the end result but they may take a crazy route and you don't like that route you're like it's point A to point B. They like, no, it's point A to J and I'm going to go back to C and then I'm going to get to G, but I'm going to go to B though. And you're like, what? How you do that? Like, it don't matter. Just, this is what I need. And this is the timetable. Yeah. Figure it out. Yep. No, that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> how, what I had to let go of my mind. It's like, I wanted, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing all that? It's just, it's simple. It's this, but realizing that everybody, they mm-hmm. don't, they don't think like you. You know, no. they don't have the same mindset, they don't have the same perception and something that may be easy or simple to me, it may not be easy or simple to the next person. And yeah. it might, they might not do it the same way that I do it, but it'll have the same results. So just right. learning how to sit back. And just, you know? okay, just what we're doing. Okay. Well, you know what? I learned that um, because I'm dyslexic, right? So I literally can't take the same route as everybody else. So I had to learn. I didn't know I was dyslexic until college. And so I was like, why is everybody doing it my way? Like, y'all weird. Um, And it's because I didn't see, I don't see the world like everyone else. So I had to learn how other people saw the world so that I can kind of, you know, understand them. So it helped me to, when I, it helped me to tutor. So like, I'm really into math and science, like, oh my gosh, chemistry. Yes. Calculus, please more. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I would tutor, um, I started to learn how people saw problems. It's the same problem, but people see it different. Right. Mm -hmm. So that helped me when I'm giving directions, I don't care how you get it. This is the, this is the end. Right. And I would recommend you do this in the middle, but as long as you get here, we cool. So that that really helped me to first tutoring because I was tutoring like kids trying to teach them like multiplications, what fingers, toes, there was air, like writing. Okay. I don't care. Just here's the answer. Okay. And then I got to um, high school students with the, you know, of course, calculus, which is more difficult. And then I like was a supervisor at WIC for a while. I'm I did a lot of stuff. But anyway, so I was <laughs> a supervisor at WIC for a while. And in the learning process of becoming becoming a supervisor, this is what I need. This is what we need. You know, I know. However you get it done, I'm not going to micromanage you because you're an adult. So 
that's something a lot of parents have to are learning um because like as parents you know when teaching you want like oh it's this you need to do this and at the Mm -hmm. end of the day you got to pick your battles you know sometimes people want to argue and nitpick about every little thing but yeah what does as long as they get it done why does it matter how they did it as mm. long as they understand you why do you like mm-hmm. oh well this is how i do things okay but they're not receiving it yeah. yeah so you need to change your approach yeah and figure out what they need so that mm-hmm. they can take in the information that you're trying to teach them but you keep trying yes. to teach them the way that you feel it should be done and they're mm-hmm. not getting or understanding it because they don't think like you yeah they don't have the same mind as you so it's like you're you're causing conflict in it don't need to be necessarily yeah it don't need to i don't want to be stressed i don't want you to be stressed mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what i expect that's it here's the time frame yep all right my um niece has she has uh add right mm-hmm. and so her mom will always be frustrated when she would clean up her room she's like i don't understand why it take her so long this is now blah blah, blah all this stuff her mom went to the house I was like, look, this is what I expect. You got to clean up your room. You could turn on the music, whatever. I don't care, but I need you to turn on, you know, I need you to clean up your room. So what I first did is I allowed her to do whatever she wanted, right? I don't know what she, I let her close the door. I don't know what she was doing. But when I came in, it was, it wasn't, I was like, what'd you do? What'd you, what, please let me know what you did. And she's like, well, I moved this. All right, so no, we're not doing that. So let's uh, re-strategize. So I'm going to sit here because first I can outweigh you and this is what I need. I try to not micromanage you, but I see that you just need some attention. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do this. And if I, I would start to talk to talking to my, oh, okay. You can't, I can't even talk to you. All right. I'll get a book. I'll be right back. I'm going to do this. Cause what we need to happen is this. Cause when your parents get home, this needs to be clean. Cause this was the goal right she claimed it um but she had to i had to walk her through her stuff yeah we doing this i know mm-hmm, i'm hungry i get it but this is what we doing okay her her brother was not the same this what we doing okay great <laughs> that was it but it, you know you gotta it depends on everybody everybody's mm-hmm. style is different so when you are hiring that was a really roundabout way but when you're hiring you want to think about them, like, what can they add beyond what you give them? Like, if they're really, if they say they're really good at social media, that's cool, but they can do copying? What? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or I had a friend that I didn't even know this for years, years, until I really needed help, like, taking notes. She loved taking notes. Who loves taking notes? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I love doing that. I said, wait, huh? What? She's like, yeah, I love taking notes. Like, you you know everything. Oh, okay. So can you take some notes for me? Because <laughs> I didn't know that I was, had a, a C corporation at first. And so, you know, you got to take minutes or whatever. And she was like, yeah, I'll take the notes. And I was like, what? Okay. So, you know, it was something beyond our friendship. So you never know, like, who, you will, who you'll bring into your circle or to, on your team. <sighs> I'm so excited for you. Yeah, no, I'm excited. And I think one of the biggest things that I had to get Mm -hmm. in my mindset is understanding that I just, I have to, I have to train people. I have to teach people because I just, 
think differently and um mm-hmm. that my I look at things in a different way so I have yeah. to train them and teach them my thought process and you know mm-hmm. once you get to the point where I'm like well I was least at this point and I was just like I just I'm tired of oh like I always have to explain things like why I just don't yeah. want to explain yeah and like why I don't get it like you know you just want to be understood but it's just like mm-hmm. oh, it's nothing it's nothing wrong nothing wrong with them mm-hmm. and it's nothing wrong with you Mm-mm. for Mm-mm. thinking differently and Mm-mm. viewing things differently from other people right like, but that's the artist in you though because like yeah. all my artsy friends don't like to explain nothing they just like to get it done and do it. so you're really unique because you are really into your business and you're creative like that's not normal like like you're like whew, like amazing Right. Because you can't explain it. There's people that literally I have a friend. She literally cannot explain her art. And just be like, look at it. I don't know what you mean. Like, <laughs> what is this? It's beautiful. But I don't know. Well, if you don't know, then. OK, it's pretty. See, I'm, I'm super hard on myself as well, because um, like you say that and I've had people tell me that or like just conversation like oh wow that's dope when what you said is amazing but in my mind it's like oh I didn't really say anything like I don't always feel like I'm communicating my thoughts in the way like I'm probably just overthinking every little thing but I don't always feel like I'm communicating in a way that people are receiving like they're just like oh wow and I'm like I didn't say anything like I didn't I I don't feel like I said anything It was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm super hard on myself because even now I'm like, I, I read. And then the other day I was just talking to my, in my head and I'm like, oh, I keep saying and stuff and stuff. And I'm like, there goes, there goes mm-hmm. that word again. Like I want to be at a place where I can explain every single thing. Um, like I'm talking to my son, to everybody. Mm-hmm. I want to be in that place. And I know it takes time. You know, yes, it takes a time. lot of it's the world is large and there's so much knowledge out there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't always feel like I know. I don't feel like I know enough. Well, people are just like, oh, this is great. I, I guess I don't give myself enough credit. No, you don't. But like, your whole dream is. I mean, just like, mm, <laughs> <Thank you>. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just always like, oh, I don't know enough. I need to know more. Like, no. <laughs> well, you know enough. You're the you are the creator, so you know all of it actually. <laughs> however, it comes out is however it comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I appreciate you. I know, like just even talking with you, um, man, you and worked in government as well. Like you know, so many things about grants. I always see you on social media. Um, just sharing information on people how they can get grants and loans. I'm like, man, where does she find this information at? Because <laughs> I'm nosy, right? <laughs> so that's basically it. Um, when I had the other business, um, I had no money, and so I was trying to figure out a way to both get credibility. Um, because it was my first business, I I didn't feel confident in it, and I mean, I was, mm, yeah, no, I wasn't that confident, and then um. I wanted, so I thought if you pitch, right, then that gives you credibility. You pitch and you win, you get credibility and you get some money. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do this. So 
I would just sign up for stuff like and then I would find something else and I would talk to somebody and I would just get all this information. So I just became really source resourceful. Like and if there was a talk that had somebody that I admired or that I heard about or read about in a book, I'm like, yes, I definitely want to sign up for that. And if it was free, <laughs> I'm doing all the free stuff free all the way. So um, that's kind of how this happened. Like I've just built up these different networks over time and around like COVID, like people just started sharing all kinds of, like it was so many different grants. I was like, damn, like I wish I had a business because I would <laughs> definitely apply to these grants. Um, and I was a grant writer for, oh yeah, too. I was a grant writer for a while. So that's also how I knew, because I would just find out about stuff and I knew people that had businesses or, or nonprofits. I'm like, you know, you probably want to do this. And I'd be like, well, I don't have the time to write it. Okay, I'll write it for you, but you got to pay me. Okay. That was it. Yeah. And you got, you know, I can't keep all this stuff to myself. Like, I really want people to, like, get this money. Like, mm -hmm. there's no reason why Black and brown people can't be getting this money. There's no reason why we shouldn't be, why we're not um, vendors of, of agencies. Like, all of these I mean, again, I, I, I work for the city of L.A. I used to work for SBA for like eight months. And there are so many programs in these government agencies looking for us. Like it's literally written in, the, in a lot of the contracts and the ones that I, I do with um, the um, transportation department. They're looking for minority owned businesses, women owned businesses, local um, businesses hubs on stuff like there's all these different like check marks checkpoints for you to be getting extra points if you apply so i'll be trying to tell people like please apply you sell pens please apply graphic design please apply we have a thing right now i'm like the uh what is it the department of cultural affairs they're looking for those graphic designers you busy so i'm like i ain't even <laughs> telling you <laughs> I'm like, man, there's like all these different ways for people to um, to take advantage of it and to have their own business, to be their own contractor, to be, you know, in and have their own time. At the end of the day, what I care about is you need to have your own time to be able to do what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have your own time because you make making money in this other way, you can go to the city council meetings. You can go to the PTA meetings. You yeah. can go sit in your kids classroom because they acting up or say said something crazy that's cool i'm gonna be there you can go to being on the commission you can go and volunteer these different places you can go and feed the homeless you can do all these things and not be tied to a job so why not why, why not why not you why not me why not us so and if i can figure out a way to do that then yeah i tried to I tried to figure out a way to like get paid doing resourceful stuff, but I was like, nah, this is a lot of work. Let me just share it. <laughs> I don't even want to just share it. Here you go. Here you go. And y'all do what you do. My brother, actually, I shared something with him. He got the Comcast Rise uh, grant. So he's getting like a 30 minute, I'm oh, not 30 minute, 30 second commercial. They're wow. going to do like, um, they're gonna do like some copy for him. They're gonna do some pictures, I think, for him, some marketing strategy stuff for him. They're gonna do a whole bunch of different stuff for him. And it's still open. It's still it's open until 
I want to say November. November. They even have a $10,000 grant right now for, there's like five or six cities and one of them is Oakland. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, come on, people get this money. This money is specifically for people of color. Why not? Well, that's, that's amazing. So, well, I'm going to definitely, I'll have to, um, we'll have to pick a, a day and stuff and I can pick your brain and maybe I can like write a little, do like a little blog or something with the links that you found and share to people and get some information out there because it's definitely needed and yes. I see so many people post about different things or just you know need and help and, and a lot of people just don't know where to look and they don't yeah. know that that information is out there yeah I didn't know too either until I just started look I started actually looking in a library mm-hmm. because that's all I had access to and then I was in Altadena library when I was Altadena is like this small city on the skirts of Pasadena that I like would go to the library every day. And so I would look in their books and I would see stuff. And I was like, this stuff is not really updated. <laughs> so let me go on Google. And then I started signing up for different things and then, you know, stuff will come to me. But, you know, you start where you are. Yeah. Look at grants. It's overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. It's overwhelming. But um, ask. Asking is half the battle, right? You may know somebody that knows somebody. Um, I got a text message from my cousin the other day that was asking if I would talk to her friend that wants to own a vending machine. Yeah. But if that friend wouldn't have asked, you would, she, she would have known. Never know. yep. She would have never known, right? They still haven't contacted me. Network collaboration, just, you know, you gotta, you really have to get out there and, and talk with people and ask. Yeah. Cause like, even like with me, I've been <laughs> working with the realtors for so long and the president, um, well, the past president, she had came up to me one day and she just like, you just, you're just way too humble back here. Like you're quiet. Like nobody in here knows all this stuff that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So she would, she was like a couple of years ago, but she would always just like pull me like, oh, do you know that Kayla does this and she has this? <laughs> She's just like, you know, and I didn't, I didn't really, I was still, there's some things that I was going through in, in Hilla from back then, but you know, just you never know who you're talking to. Like even mm-hmm. on my computer screen, I had a photograph that I did of my son and he loves space. He had his little astronaut costume on and I made it like look like he was in space. And one of the past presidents had passed my desk and he was just like, oh, like, this, is your son into space? And I'm like, yeah, he he loves everything space. He wants, he says he wants to be an astronaut. He's just like, oh, I work, I worked on the first, rocket i worked in the first spaceship i was like what <laughs> like huh? Like, what's going on right now and you know brought my son um wow bring him in um on like little astronauts and things like little stuff from nasa like little keepsakes oh my god talk to talk to me about um like a little space program and told him like you know it's wow. um, good that he's interested in that but you really just never know who who you're around who who they know and Unless you talk to people and ask questions, it's you're really you're losing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being um talking to people, being nice, mm-hmm. right? That's the, the other thing. Yes. Be kind and nice and be genuine. Genuinely care about somebody else other than yourself, right? Because you know, people can see through that. Mm-hmm. 
And <laughs> people that want to help, want to serve, they can see through your fakeness. And then they just be like, mm, okay, well, and then, you know, close mouths. Because yep. I don't like the it's way it. you came at me. It's true. I do that all the time. Like people that are like rude, <laughs> you're not getting nothing. Yep. Like, but if you're kind, if I can see that you're kind to someone else, what do you mean? How can I help you? How can I serve? I'm, I'm I'm the same way. I've been like that with a few people. Or like I've gone on out my way to help them, and a lot of times I don't. Sometimes people don't value it. They don't fully understand like the work. Um, mm-hmm that you put into doing something to help them or um so like I've done so many things for people and it's just like their response afterwards or how they okay and next time they come up oh can you do this yes this is what I charge like oh no I was I was trying to help you before but yeah kind of rude you didn't appreciate the stuff that I did like do you know how much I normally charge people for it right right and I did it for free so yeah no I can you can't have my time. You don't have to pay me. <laughs> but and it's funny I that, that um, I don't know why I'm such a nerd, but when you, you spoke on just, you know, treating people with kindness, it made me think of, I've been seeing this meme going around with um, mm. Killmonger and um, T'Challa's Ch- dad. Okay. Um, so it's like, um, it's a, a meme and it has um, Killmonger and T'Challa's dad. And it says, um, under on top of Killmonger, it's just like um, the movie villain. And then it's like the real villain. So they're real, really yeah. trying to say that T'Challa's dad is a real villain. A real villain. Um, and like, yeah, at the point I'm like, I agree that, you know, he was the cause of what he did with his brother and then leaving him behind. But then I was Big. telling my friend, it's just like at the same time, Killmonger still made personal. He chose. There still were choices. He was damaged and he went through trauma from what he experienced. But it comes a point when you get to a certain age, you can't blame. Like like with me, I didn't had things happen to me, parents, and like you know reasons. But if I go out here just dogging everybody, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I did it because of stuff I experienced. But at the same time, it comes a point. I still got to take accountability for my actions. So, I mean, he did. You know, he yeah. he died, but right, he did. <laughs> but he was he he is the um he is a byproduct of decisions mm-hmm. between two brothers. Yep, between two brothers and a brother that did not appreciate um the vision of the other brother, and so he killed him yep. and left his son out in the I Oakland know. streets. Mm. Nah, yeah, I mean, it's, when you think about it, that's really um, how the system is with a lot of black and brown children. Mm-hmm. I was just having a conversation about um, a week ago with um, his name is uh, Ted Mack. His father was um, the first black brewery owner in the U.S. Oh, wow. And okay. We're talking about that. He has a, um, a company uh, that he is called... The, believe is the last black man standing or something like that or the some hmm. last last man standing something like that um okay. but okay. one of his missions like he's um into like you know just giving back to the community and talking mm-hmm. we, we we spoke on that a little bit um like even with my brother being killed and I was telling him like I'm very passionate about helping the youth um because mm-hmm. of things that I experienced and I know that you know everybody doesn't have the same mindset I was fortunate enough to to have older siblings and like Mm -hmm. I had a hard life but I was able 
to experience things through other people without me having to mm. go with that mm. and being able mm. to witness those things affected my my mindset and how I right. wanted to operate but you know a lot of people they don't have anybody to talk to they don't have the resources they don't That's have true. people that believe in them they mm-hmm. just know what's around them and it's like right. I want to do something but I don't know what I can do mm-hmm. I'm not good at basketball all, all I see is black people doing basketball I'm not good at basketball Girl, I don't know what I, don't I, have I can hand-eye do. coordination at all <laughs> for me yeah. So, you know, people, these children, a lot of, they need help. They need the resources and they right. don't have like many people to look up to or to give right. them guidance. No, that's true. Um, I definitely, when I do come across people, come across, you know, kids, youth, mm-hmm. um, I'm always like, you're amazing. You're a genius. You got to prove it, but you are. Mm-hmm. Like, just, if they never hear from anybody else, you're amazing. You are wonderful. You are awesome. Yeah. Hold that. And who am I to tell you? Well, I own the, I own a business, so you're gonna believe me because I own the business. I'm like, oh, well, you look like yeah. I'm I'm somebody that when I tell you, it's for real. Not really, but they they believe that, right? Because it's so important. You just need one person. Oprah said she just needed one person to believe. One person. One person in in like elementary school that believed that she was as smart as she thought she was. That was it. She a billionaire now. She went through a lot of stuff, Man. but she held on to that, right? So having that one person in your corner, one person that affirms you, one person that says you're great, that's it. Like that's that's it. <clears throat> so I mean, I want to do more of that. I want to do I want to do programs for like the C students because I was in programs for the A students, yeah. B plus students, right? But I want the C and D students. I want y'all to be, um, you know, I want to get them and be like, uh, what are we doing? The teachers do act differently. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they act totally differently based on the classes because because I know um, in high school, my last few years, I switched different schools. So like mm-hmm. beginning, I was in mostly honors and AP classes. And then when mm-hmm. I switched so many schools throughout the school year, um, like the last schools that I went to was just like, these are the classes we have available. You just Dang. you get in whatever wow. classes. But yeah, so I'm like, well, the classes that I got, I was just like, wow, I was mm-hmm. amazed. I never. Yeah. I know, I'm, I know the people in the class never forget, but I, I mentioned this to a few people before, but the last school that I went to, I think was Fairfield High, and my sixth period class was this English teacher, and she used to do like a warm-up the whole class, and then like nothing ever made any sense, and I, I used mm. to just be like, why am I here? Just why? I don't understand. I would literally write anything on the paper. Wow. Can you misspell words? And I will my paper come back and it'll be an A. And one day I, I was just fed up and I kind of just went off on her. Like I <laughs> I felt a little bad, but I was like she was talking. And I was just like, what are you talking about? Mm. Everybody in class is quiet, like normal. I know I never used to talk. So everybody's mm. like, what? She's she talks. <laughs> but I was just Ooh, like, what about are you talking good? about they right now? Moved a chair was like right. <laughs> <laughs> and she just like um 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 I don't know forget about it. Now I'm like what? Like what do you mean you don't know? I'm like you've been talking to us for thirty minutes 
and you're telling me that you don't know what you're talking about right now and she was kind of just like stuck and just standing there and I was just like man I feel like I get dumber every time I come into class we're doing the warm-up the whole class period I was like you might as well call it classwork I'm like I don't understand I'm like you just gave me an A on this paper like you know how many misspelled words that I can point out right now Mm. And then she was just like, uh, 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 well, if you want to do extra credit, um, I'm like, man, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to get A anyway. And then Ooh. I just walked out of the class. And then she, Ooh. like, when I, before I walked out, she just sat down at her desk. And when I think about it, I was just like, dang, I probably, like, I really just went off. But I just couldn't take it anymore because right. I was just like, you're not even helping any of the kids in this class. Mm-mm. you're not helping any yeah. of us by sitting there like I've had classes and when I switched some of the classes were curving the grades so like the kids would get mad at me because one I was barely at school half the time and then when the <laughs> test come and I would get an A and they're just like my the when they curve the grade it's like the highest grade and then it goes yeah. from there so me getting an A that means if I got an A if you got an F you got an F <laughs> you fail so they're looking at me crazy like you over Dang. here messing us up, but I'm just like, what did you teach? What are you teaching them? Like, how are you right. helping them by sitting there doing them? Like, why are you a yeah. teacher? If you're right. not gonna do your job and teach us, why are you here? Right. I and I really left and went into like the fashion class. And I just I had um my fifth period class was like a fashion teacher, and I left mm-hmm. her class and I just went and sat in her class and that was it. That was it. Everybody yeah. was like, um, I don't even people were texting me like, oh. Yeah, I heard you went off and I was just like I just I just couldn't take it anymore and right I do kind so of what, feel bad now when I think of like because she had this look she was really just stuck and it's right. probably because I don't normally say anything so she just didn't really know how to respond or what to say mm-hmm. but also I mean as a human what are you going through to where you don't even want to perform at your job yeah that you because if you are here right and you know that you're failing these people. Why are you still here? What is going on with you that you believe this was okay? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, were you de- was she depressed? Like, was she having some issues, like, out clearly outside of school? Like, what was going on where you were just like, I'm just going to show up? Like, I don't know. It really is. What is it? I was hot. Like, I, didn't, I never liked that, especially because... I always was into reading and to school and different things. Mm-hmm. Um, most people, when they see my other family members, they're just like, oh, were you adopted? So I used to get so frustrated because um, like my brothers, especially even my brother that passed away, I saw so many good things within them. And there's so many things that I knew that he could do. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm your little sister. Like nobody right. wants to listen to your little sister telling you these things. And I'm looking like, right. here are these adults that should be pouring into him and Mm -hmm. showing him and telling him all these great things that he can be doing. And you, you're speaking down on him. Like I, 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 what, like sixth grade or when I used to start having the same teachers as them, they're just like, Oh, they see my last name. Like, Oh, you're related to such and such. Oh, your brothers Mm -hmm. get a for awful and blah, blah, blah. Like I've told off a couple of teachers. I'm like, if that's the case, then what does that say about you? You have no idea about what we're going through and what we're experiencing. And instead of you uplifting and and teaching and helping this child, you're sitting here and making fun of them. And then when he comes to school and he doesn't have any respect for you, or he's not listening to you wondering why, like, 
why you're not giving him the same respect you don't think that that makes them feel some type of way to hear that you guys are saying this little this stuff to them like right because there's because we're all still human right Mm -hmm. so i'm not going to respect you if i don't feel respected especially as a teenager teenagers anyway Mm -hmm. are like "Mm, i really want to rebel because i can so if you don't if you give me a reason i respect you what i respect your whole life yeah and it's really it's environment plays a lot into it because i remember when my brother Mm -hmm. had moved to fresno um mm-hmm. and not fresno it's pretty much clovis it's like they're small towns next to each other he stayed in clovis but he was doing so good out there he was mm-hmm. in a newspaper he was on the basketball team but they were pouring something different into him like he wasn't yeah. around people putting him down or bringing up yeah. things that my dad did mm-hmm. 20 years ago or whatever yeah they just saw him for who he was and who he could mm-hmm. be and mm-hmm. when That's he so was removed from that environment it's just like, I don't know if he was kind of like defeated from that. Like he's removed from mm. that environment and put back into the same place where people yeah. already have this image of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, um, I remember being in middle school and that's when I first noticed that they corralled certain students, right? So I was in the smart classes, the gifted and talented education, right? So there's one class of of our class, which is like 40 students, right? And then there's like three or four classes of everybody else, right? And so it was the first time that I was like, oh, we are different. And even with us being a little different, like they they treated us better, but not, it was still it was mm-hmm. still whack. Like it was yeah. still horrible education. I mean it was kind of mm-hmm. unified. But I remember like going in somebody else's class because I had dated I had a I had a boyfriend you know I was a little fat a little bit (laughs) um super nerd but a little bit so I remember going to his class and they were like sitting on top of the tables with their feet on the chairs like they weren't paying attention they had their back to the teacher they were doing all this stuff talking loud and the teacher was just sitting there like look I guess reading a book or something I was like what is that I don't even know if I even told my mother that this was happening, like she would come up. I was like, this is not a thing, right? So like when I, when I remember going back to my class and tell me, hey, yo, this is what they doing. That's what they do. And then the teacher told me, like, well, that's not what we're doing here. I was like, oh, okay, you're right. Okay, all right, so what are we doing? <laughs> all right, so what are we, I remember that specifically in high school, I went to a, all like a, a magnet school. So like everybody was on that level, like, if you wasn't, I was, that was the kind of school where you could go back to your homeschool. If you fought, both you and the person that the aggressor and the victim had to go back to their home school. So nobody uh-huh. wanted to fight because it was like, oh, uh, no, I was trying there. to go to my home school. Yeah. People get shot, beat up. I don't, I can't play basketball. I can't play nothing. Like I can't play no sports. I don't really like wearing skirts like that. So I ain't gonna be no cheerleader. There's no place for me. Like, so let me just be cool in this corner and make sure I do this work. Um, but I do understand that. Like, mm-hmm. it's very much talented tense kind of mentality. Like, yeah. okay, well, you give me too much trouble or you're talking too loud or you're doing this or you're doing that or you are not falling in line. I don't want to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this. So I'm going to treat you with minimum, you know, effort and pass you along to somebody else like that doesn't help anybody like kids need to be challenged they need to they need expectations 
They need you to know that you care about them and they'll do whatever you want. Like, that's it. It's real easy. Like, this is what I want. Oh my gosh. My favorite teacher in the whole wide world, Miss Glasper. She was my fourth grade teacher. This was the year we started wearing um, um, uniforms. And she was like, look, I'm going to wear a uniform. If I wear it, you got to wear it. And we was like, what? We ain't wearing no uniform. Like, you a teacher. She wore the whole uniform with the little, it was the green, you know, the green plaid with the little, like, um, little tie. They, like, cross. Yes. In our, in our, um, our school pictures, she has a uniform on. Everybody except for one kid, had, he was the, he was the rebel. But, like, everyone else had on their uniform. Because she's like, if I'm doing it, you doing it. We not, I'm not going, I'm not this, you know, say and don't do kind of person. No, we doing it. Major respect. Major. Until she passed away, everybody was like, yeah, Miss Glasser, she was it. And she was like, oh, she had a, a um, hearing aid. Like, we didn't even know what that was at the time. But she had a hearing aid. We thought she could, like, hear, like, around corners. Like, we thought she could see in the back of her head. Like, all this stuff. You know, like a grandma. But, like, um, yeah, she cared. She really cared about us. And we we performed well because she cared. Of, a lot of times, kids, they want that push. They just want mm-hmm. to know that somebody cares and somebody believes in them. And yeah. they just need somebody that will that's willing to push them for the better and be consistent with them instead of just, like, oh, okay, you're one of those kids sitting in this corner. Mm-hmm. If you say anything, mm-hmm. then I'm sending you to the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned that with tutoring. Mm-hmm. That's why I started telling you, yeah, you smart. Who told you you're not smart? That's dumb. Whoever told you that is dumb. You smart. That's it. Now, let's prove it. You a genius. Let's prove it. People are not going to believe you, but I, I believe you. I believe you are. So let's prove it. All right. Yeah, it's going to take a little work. You still a genius. Mm-hmm. You still smart. Like, you still intelligent. Of course you got this. I mean, you got to think. But of course you got it. You're great. Like, you know, it's so just trying to be there, be that, that stand in that gap. Because parents also are overwhelmed. Like yeah. a lot of the the households where they're not getting this kind of love is because parents are overwhelmed. They got their own stuff. They may or may not be, probably are unhealed. Um, yeah. Hurt people, hurt people, all of this stuff. You know, they work in jobs trying to figure out how to, you know, the how the ends are going to meet, how the food is going to get cooked, all of this stuff. Maybe working two jobs. There's a lot of stuff, right? Like kids fall through the cracks. Because I'm so busy trying to take care of you, mm-hmm. I don't see you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I went through that. But luckily, I mean, with my mom, she was like working all the time, but I had my grandmother there. She was just retired. So like I could be all up in her space. And she definitely with her and her homegirls would just pull up to the school and just drop in and be like, What's up? So <laughs> you know, and really would like just walk into the classroom. Because I was I was kind of a bully a little bit too. So like she would definitely just walk into the classroom, like halfway about to say something crazy. Mm, okay, so let me just uh, let me see. Yeah, I was I, w- I was mean too. I didn't say <laughs> I, I stay I was quiet and I stayed to myself. I was that person that like I'll be, I don't I'm not bothering anybody, but if you say something to me, you might just end up crying. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 
No, I was I was outward. I was I was yeah. mean. I was I needed a lot of attention as a child, like an obscene amount of attention, which is crazy. You know what I I learned? I was telling my one of my friends is that it um I've all and I still need a lot of attention. But what I do is I is I serve right. Mm-hmm. So being able to volunteer, help people, help change lives, gives you the gratification, give me the gratification that I need instantly, and I still get to help somebody. So it's not like wasted attention. It's like oh, I could help somebody. That's funny. I was just um, talking to a friend about that the other day. Similar to what you were saying is that like, you know, I look at most relationships as like business and, you know, people feel some type of way. I don't know if like it's cringy to them when they hear you say something like that, like, you know, Um, it's making it transactional. But I'm like, everything is transactional. Every single thing in life is transactional. Everything. You're not doing something for nothing. I like helping people. And if I teach you something or show you something to grow your business and seeing your success makes me feel some type of way it brings value to me so it's still transactional (laughs) everything is transactional that's how that's how i'll be feeling people be like "Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. you shouldn't think like that you ain't a business owner so okay (laughs) (laughs) because otherwise why would you waste your time you need to have a return on your investment so your investment could be time money could be love it could be thought Mm -hmm. affection effort right you need a return or else why would i do it right that don't even make sense (laughs) oh now we we pretty much talked on so many different (laughs) as always like always (laughs) but it's definitely you you're doing amazing things you've done amazing things so i always enjoy talking with you it it helps it's the what the middle of the week is hump day so it helps just yeah, my week for the better for the end of the week yes yeah, so i always look forward to the conversations and you know we talk we touch on a bunch of different things but, it's, <laughs> uh, but it was nice talking with you and i look forward to talking with you again next uh-huh. week of course before ending this episode i have to thank you guys all for taking this journey of growth with me this was a long episode longer than normal Um, I really enjoy Erica's conversation she's dope she's always spreading so much great knowledge and providing information for the community so make sure you guys go out there and support her her website is shopasali.com that's s-h-o-p-a-s-a-l-i.com and you can also follow her on Instagram with the same handle make sure to check in on my website kaylachu.com and follow all the social media thank you guys for joining me many blessings and love to you